This is Scott Vanderpluw, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 66. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so bad. Or I guess more accurately, it's the AE Index Podcast, episode 66, since I've been doing this renaming business that seems to be somewhat effective and something that I can't quite keep in my mind. But I have been listening, I think the last five, six episodes have been set up as uh, AE Index Podcast. So anyways, episode 66, another milestone. I, th- I feel like every month uh, if I reach a new episode, it's another milestone. But uh, let's get into this month's topic. And I, I do have a topic for this month, not just the normal. Uh, it's, it's a good month, though, as always. Uh, two reviews were done the month. We had the poll. We had the out-of-print sales. And then this month I had an article I wrote called Artifact Editions Are Dead. And that is my focus there. That's the focus for this month. Uh, I would go read the article. I think that's, that's important. You should do that. Uh, it's just it's a, lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of facts, quotes, facts, quotes. Uh, the gist of it is, of course, that um, we had artists, Artifact Editions were introduced uh, with Dave Gibbons, the Watchmen Artifact Edition in 2014. And then we had an Artifact Edition. Let's see. When was the last one I saw? 2020. That was the last time we saw the Artifact Edition name appear somewhere. And then in 2021, we had Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition, and that had one full issue of X-Men number one, and then all the rest were just scattered pages. And then from then we've had, um, we've, we've now had an announcement, Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man Artist Edition. We've discussed that previously. And I know I've discussed this point before. And it specifically says in the solicitation, while there are no complete stories presented in this book, there are many examples of McFarlane's classic storytelling. So this is a sign, I felt. And then in uh, on the Penguin Random House website, under the IDW section, they had a nice article called IDW's Artists and Artisan Editions. So they talk about, for series collectors, the Artist Edition comes in an oversized hardcover format, while the Artisan Editions collect the same original pages in a less expensive and more practically sized paperback. No mention of the Artifact Edition again. So as I said, I'm pretty sure the Artifact Edition is dead. I mean... What was the Artifact Edition? Let's Here's the blurb that came out in 2014. Like an Artist Edition, an Artifact Edition presents pages scanned from the ori- actual original art. While the Artist Edition line produces only complete stories, well, we just already said that that wasn't true from Jim Lee anyways, but in 2014 it was. Artifact Editions allow IDW to present books even if all of the original art cannot be obtained and will include extras such as advertisements, portfolio pieces, color guides, and more. Hmm, color guides. How many color guides did we see in Artifact Editions? Mm, interesting. All right. So as you can see, it's sort of uh, it's fallen off the rails. Um, I, I put out some questions to Scott Dunbeer, editor of IDW. You know this line, um, but I have not received any responses. I haven't got a response from him in a couple months. So he's a busy guy. Understood. But uh, I'm going with the artifact editions are dead, and I think we can all see that that is the case. And I doubt we're ever going to see another artifact edition doesn't make enough sense to bother. And as I said in the article, I'm really not sure about Artisan Edition as, as a title either. I mean, why not? How many books have we seen? You know, the, the book is released in hardcover, and maybe it's a, it's 
it's a larger size or whatever, and then it's released in a soft cover. It's got the same title. It has a different ISBN, and then you've got hardcover, softcover. Why not just have the hardcover line of artist editions and the softcover line of artist editions? Soft covers would be the, you know, the eight by twelve with the French flaps that we know as the artisan edition right now, and just skip this whole various namings. Artist edition is a format. It's something so well known in the industry. Other people are copying the name, right? It's not just a, a title of the book. It's a format of book. So just stick with it. Be proud. Artisan, artist edition. Hardcover, softcover. All right. Let's talk shipping changes because there's been quite a few. So Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artisan Edition. I've seen some dates uh, radically shifting. But currently uh, Penguin Random House is showing it as August 9th. Which means Diamond would have it in August 10th. Judge Dread by Brian Boland, Apex Edition, is September 7th. The Best of EC Comics Artisan Edition has moved to September 20th. That's the same date as Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man Artist Edition is currently scheduled for. So I'm going to say one of those is still going to be moving. And then, of course, the week after that, which this is not a date move, but Alex Toth's Bravo for Adventure Artisan Edition new printing is already scheduled for September 27th. So we got two IDW books scheduled for the 20th and one for the 27th. I'm going to expect one of those to ship on time. Uh, speaking of the best of EC comics artisan edition, um, some interesting information about that. It's been confirmed that it will contain one story, um, by Wally Wood in gratitude that has not appeared in an artist's edition. So now we have an artisan edition, including new material. Now this best of EC stories artisan edition or the best of EC comics artisan edition. And we're still, I'm still a bit, um, unsure of the title since we see something in the solicitation and we see something on the cover. But, uh, this is a collection of the, of stories from the, the two best of EC, uh, artist editions. And this was a, you know, presenting something different, something as a best of in that eight by 12 format. Let me just, I keep saying eight by 12. I'm pretty sure it's eight by 12. Something is rattling in the back of my brain saying, no, no, nine by 12, but let's have a look at the solicitation. I think I'm just, uh, imagining things. Yep. Eight by 12. Okay. So this book will have a new, uh, a story that has not appeared elsewhere in the artist edition format. So that has now put this book on my radar. So, I mean, 40, 39.95, putting it on my radar. Now I'm going to be picking this up. My second artisan edition ever, just so I can have this story. Sort of annoying. What can you do? All right. That's that. Uh, that's shipping changes. Let's talk the uh, May 2022 poll from our good friend and Patreon patron, David Jacoy. Always thankful that he has such keen interest in these polls. All right, he says, let's see you stripped. The 1970s revitalized a lot of comic strip properties and spawned a whole new generation of amazing strips based on comic and movie properties. Some of these strips peaked in that decade. Which among them should get the AE treatment? All right, our choices were Amazing Spider-Man, Archie, Family Circus, Hagar the Horrible, and Star Wars. I voted Star Wars and... uh, I mean, that Russ Manny art is so nice. And the IDW uh, Library of American Comics that was distributed by IDW, but is not any longer, now from Clover Press, did the uh, the three Star Wars books. And we had the Russ Manny art in the first and part of the second one. And uh, it, it, the samples are up on the site. It looks so great. So that's the runaway vote. Amazing Spider-Man got the second vote. 
Uh, Archie, Family Circus, Hagar, all really low votes. Uh, disappointing. I guess uh, when you look at the original art, though, there's not a lot going on. You're not saying, whoa, look at what I've been missing uh, from what appeared in the newspaper. That's just not the case. It's, uh, what you see in the newspaper is pretty close to the original art. But, uh, man, that Russ Manning Star Wars stuff just pops. Gorgeous. So that there's a there's an AE format, uh, another AE format newspaper strip that deserves that format. Let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. I don't think, uh, realistically, we're ever going to see that from IDW. I think that the, the writing on the wall seems to be that they're not interested in further newspaper strips. So I think we're going to have to rely on another company to take up that mantle and get the licensing. Uh, that's something maybe, you know, I, I keep hoping IDW would do something. Why do I keep saying IDW? I keep hoping Library of American Comics would do something like that. And uh, they've got the licenses for a lot of these newspaper strips. Maybe they could do the original art as well. All right. Let's talk out-of-print sales. April 2022. Let's skip. I'm going to skip right ahead and, and let's jump on the records for this month. What was a record price this month? We had three, four, four new records this month. Conan, Red Nails Original Art Archives, Volume 1. On May 11th, it went for $400. New high. Um... Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition on April 23rd, new high, $329. John Burns Fantastic Four Artist Edition, April 29th, new high, $350. Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition variant cover. So that's the variant of the second print, new high, $374.99. So there you go. There's some. Now let's talk cold turkey here and what, uh, what also shipped in the month. Alien, the illustrated story. One copy sold for one ten. Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller Gallery Edition. One copy sold for one oh five. That is, I mean, that's so far below cover. That's the bargain of the month, no question. Four copies of Bernie Wrights and Artifact Edition Second Print sold for an average of one eighty fifty five. One copy of Best of EC Comics Volume One sold for two oh five. Three copies of Bilson Kevich's Mutants and Midnights and Assassins sold for an average of four eighty three thirty three. Man, that's if you see a copy of that cheap somewhere, pick it up, sell it on eBay. That, that book is really staying high. Four copies of Conan Red Nails Original Ar- Archives, Volume 1, averaging 318.75. One copy of David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again, 200. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, 66.11. Another one. Boom. This book was flying high, well above cover. And then this is, a, this is an aberration. Or is that the new low price for that book? We'll have to wait and, wait and see. Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Black Hole by Charles Burns, 9761, one copy. One copy of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine, 169.95. That's just about the average price for that book. Two copies of Frank Miller's Digital Artifact Edition, averaging 277. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, $99. Two copies of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula, averaging 232.48. Two copies of Jack Kirby, The Forever People Artist Edition, averaging 87.49. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition. That's the twice-up one, 125. Three copies of Jim Lee, DC Legends, averaging 120. Three copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes, uh, averaging 105. One copy of Joe Kubert's The Return of Tarzan, 78.55. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four, Artist Edition, 350. Yeah, that was, and that, that was the one that set the record this month. Uh, that I just trailed off because I scrolled down and think, whoa, did I do that wrong? No. John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition, one copy, one twenty nine ninety nine. One copy of John Burns X Men Artifact Edition, three hundred. 
One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, Volume 2, $149.99. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition, $299.99. That book is really staying up there, isn't it? One copy of Man Artist Edition, $200. One copy of Mike Manola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories First Print, $249.99. Two copies of the second print, averaging $219.99. One copy of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, $125. Two copies of Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer, averaging 180 So that's up there a little bit. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition, $400. This book is just amazing. Oh, this just stays up in the stratosphere. Two copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, averaging 60 61 So that book's back down to the price it sort of stayed at in pre-COVID. Two copies of Stranko Nicurajan of Shield Artist Edition, second print, 110 average. One copy of Usagi Ujimbo Samurai and Other Stories Gallery Edition for one forty-five. So that that's below current market value as well. That's that's a, that was a good deal. Two copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition, averaging three fifty-four oh two. One copy of Walter Simonson's Star Wars Artist Edition one hundred two fifty. One copy of Walter Simonson's Manhunter and Other Stories one forty-seven ninety-seven. Hmm. Is that right? Did I get that? I think I put that. No, I got that title wrong. I'm sorry. It's Walter Simonson Manhunter. Yes, i got to edit that. It's Walter Simonson Manhunter because all the DC books never have apostrophe S to inc- indicate ownership. I got I will edit that up right now. And lastly, three copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for an average of $239.76. Oh, I'm, let me harp on the wonder that is Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Editions 1 and 2. If you're a fan of comics, the medium, then please, if you have not got those... Will Eisner Spirit uh, Artist Editions. Please pick them up. They're amazing. And because the license is floating around, I don't think we're going to see an Artisan edition of that or reprints from IDW. So that is just a stunning... Those are stunning books. Please pick them up. Um, my favorites, actually. When I look at the whole format, of the AE format, I think that's that and uh, Ronin. Those are my favorites. Ronin for nostalgia and just because I love Frank Miller at that period... And then, uh, and then moving up to Sin City, that's that. But then, uh, that, that spirit stuff, I only discovered, you know, as an adult late and later in life. And then to see the, uh, to see the DC archives and the color is just so, oh, it's horrific. And then to see the, um, the, the magazines were so great. And then, uh, the artist editions, I mean, poof, amazing stuff. Will Eisner, I've got, I've got everything's written. Love it. All right. This is the time uh, when we dance. And that is the discussion of how you can support the Artist Edition Index or the AE Index. And the three ways, as always, Patreon patron, please you sign up. AEindex.org slash Patreon or go to patreon.com slash AEindex. You can sign up for a dollar or more, whatever you'd like to do to support the site. It goes to me buying books and reviewing them, me uh, running the site. That's, that's all it does. And it helps that greatly. Uh, second way to support the site is use any of the affiliate links. Anytime you see an order online link on the site, pretty much 85% of them uh, will get me some affiliate money. Things from Another World is my best one. So if you can possibly order from my Things from Another World links, I would greatly appreciate that. And then the uh, third way to support the site is to go to the store and buy something. Right now, that store is languishing and I'm not sure why. I've got a bunch of stuff for cover. I mean, I've got Mad Artist Editions for I actually have two available, and they're both. I mean, I've got them listed as cover. 
Um, Reed Crandall's EC Stories Artist Edition. I got a bunch of stuff there for cover. A few things over cover. Please check it out. Aindex.org slash store. All right, that's that's the sales pitch for the month. Thank you. All right, let's go on to our two reviews for the month. And that was Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition. And uh, Manara Itinerare Dune Maestro de Prat et Caravage. I know I just butchered that, so please excuse me. Let's go. Let's and I, I think I mentioned it before. I'm trying to do one English language AE format book, one foreign language AE format book. I've got a lot of French books, and I'd like to be reviewing them, so I'm going to do. But then I think people get tired of two French books a month, so I'm going to do one English if I can and one French. This month, thankfully, we had Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition, and in with my emphasis and parentheses in the title, 40th Anniversary. Why do I say that? Because this has awakened a pet peeve in me that I didn't know existed. This book, you read the uh, the colophon page, which, you know, pe- comic people seem to think it's the indices, but at the end of the book, it's called the colophon. And it says, David Stevens, a rock to your artist edition. First printing, April 2022. Oh, wait, I didn't, what, what about those first printing and the second printing and the second printing variant cover? All those have been lost in time or forgotten by IDW. Very interesting. This is a new printing taking the exact same scans from the first book and from 2010, adding the two missing pages and slightly updating a, the about this edition. Um, so we got one new paragraph, two new pages. Uh, the new pages are actually, they're nice. They're easy to spot. They're signed by Dave Stevens. Very, <laughs> Uh, I guess because he sold them, right? None of the other pages are signed by Dave Stevens. So that's nice to spot. So if you come, if you come to the review, the review is really about uh, how does it, how does this book differentiate from uh, the 2010 edition? And that is the design by Randall Donk, who did the design, who did the interior design of the original book. I don't believe he did the cover. And um, this book, uh, the, this new 2022 edition, 40th anniversary as I call it with completely new redesign, new cover love the uh, choice of artwork for the cover it's great, the colors are bright um, you know he's Randy has been going for nice color combinations, it looks good unfortunately the um, some of the silhouetting didn't work and I found some of the images when they're uh, when they were taken and used uh, in large format for chapter dividers, uh, the colophon, the table of contents, that kind of thing. Uh, the images got a bit blurry, so I was a little bit disappointed with that. And papers, great choices of end papers. Um, so, do I recommend this book wholeheartedly if you don't have the 2010 Rocketeer? I, you know, maybe it's nostalgia, or just that original design, the interior design, where it's, you know, it, it's, 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 it's in pencil and some ink, and it's black and white, and there's no color... It just it just so pops and stands out to me as a, it, an exceptional design of a book. I think that ab- book absolutely deserved to win the design for that year uh, for the uh, for the Eisners. But um, I really really love that original design, and that I know that is swaying my uh, how I feel about this current book. But I just can't get around it. All right, that's that. Let's move on to the Minara book, which is um, it's from the Angoulême, Angoulême Festival. And it's from their uh, 9E Art Plus editions publisher. 
and uh, it's there was a uh, as usual there's a gallery exhibit because Monaro won an award and he was f- featured in a gallery and so this is a 160 page hardcover it is just gorgeous filled with Monaro artwork as I mentioned in the review we've been so you know if you're thinking about foreign language creators we're so lucky to have the, uh, the wealth of Monaro material translated in English we've got all those volumes in the Dark Horse Monaro library then we've got a lot of humanoids uh, books translated as well. And, you know, from that you get pretty much a lie. I don't, I don't want to give a percentage, but you get a whole lot of Monaro material. I mean, there's still more material. This book includes a bibliography, and it's really fascinating because I didn't realize he did 60 uh, illustrated plates for uh, Wilbur Smith's The Sunbird, uh, which is one of my favorite books. Uh, before Wilbur Smith got all crazy, uh, I don't like later on in his life, somebody must have said to him, you know, your books don't have enough sex and grotesque violence or grotesque sex and violence. And that's, I mean, that's the, the, the later stuff is just so colored. It's, I, I can't read it, but those early books that he was writing in the seventies, I just love it. And these, uh, I was able to find those 60 plates online. Interesting. Um, there's a bit of a rough, they're a bit of a rough art. But uh, to look at them and flip through, you know, you know each scene. And it's interesting to see how he visualized uh, the characters. Because this actually was not how I visualized them. Isn't that always the way with, you know, when an artist uh, takes a book and brings it, to, uh, brings it to life on the page like that. All right, I've completely veered away from the topic. But uh, Monara, uh, the book is divided into six chapters. And it each covers a different section of his work. Uh, it's not really chronological. We've got... Uh, some early work, and then we've got some adventure work he did. I think uh, one of my favorite Monaro works is Indian Summer, and that w- that appeared in the Monaro Library. That was really nice, and we get some excellent pages from that in here. And uh, we've got the Odyssey of Giuseppe Bergman, which also appeared in, uh, in the Monaro Library, and uh, just a lot of great stuff. Uh, at the last chapter, and then we have, they deal with his Fellini stuff, and the last chapter of the book is about his erotic stuff. I actually did a video of the book... My, I did a video flip through, but then I thought, well, do I stop at the erotic stuff? And then uh, I did the flip through, and then I just decided I'm not going to post it. As well, I'm having some, I was having some color issues. Um, I did I did the uh, I did the photos at, at my dining room table, and the uh, because it's nice and bright, but the light uh, they're too yellow. So if you look at the images in my review here, you'll see. There's some there's some yellowing issues on some of the paper, and that that's the issue is that the uh, I just the light was wrong, so I, I want to reshoot that, and then I I don't know what to do about the video flip through. I don't want to have I don't want to have the the erotic stuff on my YouTube channel, just like I didn't take any pictures of it um, for my review. That's uh, I want I want the I want everything to remain all ages if I can, to them for the most part. Anyways. Um, this is another fantastic, these Angoulême, you know, 9E art plus, 9E plus art edition. To, they just, they make such a, the design is just wonderful. So it's a, it's a, it's a matte paper with a slight gloss co- coating. Um, the design is great. They use this, uh, they, they put the barcode at the back, like it's coming off the cover. It's, it's so great. Uh, the title of the book is vertical along the, down the spine instead of horizontal. I just, I, I just love it. And the, the choice, the way they do the cover with art and then the uh, the logo. I mean, if, I I gotta say, if I if I do an A format book, this is what I'm going for. I'm stealing this completely. 
I love this design, and that's that's basically the design I would want to choose for my package. I think it's I think it's really really well done. Interior is great, right? Every piece of artwork lists the year, the title, the page if they have it, and the medium. A lot of the art in this book is colored, so whether he's co he's colored on the page, he's used different mediums. Uh, just uh, and uh, you know the other thing is a lot of the art, a lot of the pages have no words. They have the word balloons. But like he knew, he you know, I, I guess at this at any point, you know, halfway through Menard's career, he knew that, you know, he was going to be publishing Italian. He'd be publishing French and then, you know, later on in English. It just, so that leaving the word balloons off probably is really, you know, he still, he knew where he wanted the word balloon, but then, you know, the translator, they could be translated in any work and then put in there like that. Really great stuff. Now, there are a lot of original pages in here too that have the Italian on them. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, Indian Summer, the Bergman stuff. But uh, the, all these books are great. I still have more to go. This is that my first purchase, actually, from uh, my first foreign purchase that I ordered from France for five books from the Angoulême um, shop. And I was, I mean, they were th 30 and 35 euros, and I was horrified to have to spend 100 euros to get these things shipped to me. And they arrived in, like, three days. And I thought, and I, thought I, I, I think I said on the podcast at the time, and I, I was thinking to myself... You know, I, can you not reduce my shipping and just get it to me in two weeks or a week and a half? I, I think I prefer that greatly. But that's not how it goes. Actually, right now I have um, some other things coming as well. I ordered uh, Edition Black and White. I've reviewed two of their books on the site now. Uh, I've got uh, six or seven books coming from them. I was waiting to see. They have a, like a sliding shipping scale. So, you know, two books was so much and then adding a third book only bumped it a little bit adding a fourth book bumped it a little bit and then adding a fifth the sixth book the, it wasn't too bad for the shipping i mean you're getting up there but i thought oh you know this year i bought um two one book for the site one or two books not a lot so now this this will cover a lot of my reviewing for the rest of the year it was a it was a major expense but i, I think it was worth it i love the uh, i love what edition black and white does Raphael wacker and uh, great books. All right. Uh, let me, I don't think, let me look. I don't think there are any letters this month. I'm scrolling through. Uh, oh, wait a second. We had a letter from Jerome C. Who was giving me some info about uh, foreign books, which is always great. I love it when uh, people, uh, foreign readers, for, you know, see the site or, uh, and, or listen to the podcast and choose to comment. I love it. So thank you for that, Jerome C. I appreciate it. He mentioned uh, Edition Black and White and the uh, Ciro Toda Lug covers. The it's a it's a gallery exhibition, and uh, that's that was the book that pushed me over the top and got me ordering uh, from Edition Black and White this month. Uh, other than that, uh, that was about it. Uh, no more letters. I think that uh, we're a bit short this month uh, as far as uh, minutes go, but I think we've covered what needs to be covered. Uh, next month, uh, Natasha, the uh, Dupuis Artiste Edition is, uh, should be available. And I'll be ordering that as well. But I think that may be my last foreign language book. <laughs> Who am I kidding? That I know of that I'm ordering. So uh, look for reviews at. All right. Thanks for joining me. And uh, we will take it uh, away. Go to the site. Read all the articles. We will bring it to voice at the end of next month as well. If you have any questions, please send me an email, scott at aenx.org. I love to get questions, love to provide answers, and uh, have yourself a great month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her.
Wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me. <laughs> <laughs> 